Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Pip Coleman is an author, intuitive coach, Reiki master, meditation teacher and Bowen therapist. She's also the creator of the Divine Alignment Code. The Divine Alignment Code is an amazing one-on-one coaching program specifically downloaded to serve the earth angels when you are feeling exhausted, lost, frustrated or disconnected from your true self. She will introduce you to the code designed for you to reset, know yourself deeply and align with your divine being. Pip's favourite thing to do is laugh. And they say that laughter is the best medicine. Hi, Pip. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. (laughs) You're very welcome. I'm looking forward to our theme today of spirit animals. But first, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Yes. Uh, It's a little bit of a a convoluted story in a way, but uh, I started uh, teaching meditation classes and doing um, personal development on cruise ships when I was working on board um, about 15 or so years ago because I um, was getting a bit sort of tired of the the crazy uh, insanity that was on board ships. And uh, so I had an interest in personal development. I had an interest in in doing those sorts of um, meditations and so I started doing them as part of the the program the entertainment program just for fun for me so I wouldn't go nuts and um, then people said to me while I was doing that you know you could um, you could do this as a job like you could do this as your business when you go home um, and I was like hmm, I'd never thought about that that would be fun so after I left cruise ships and um, I started to kind of do a bit of you know, as they say, the side hustle. And I was, so I was doing a few meditation classes and, you know, learned a few therapies. Um, I, you know, finished my Reiki training and I started to do um, Bowen therapy, which is a body work um, process. And I was, yeah, so I was kind of moving more into the woo-woo side of things um, as I was working in travel and sales and all the normal things that you do after you've been traveling around the world you um you try and work in those corporate jobs and after a while it just became more and more this call to do more of the personal development and the meditation was that was calling me louder than the other and so it's sort of now it's taken over and <laughs> I'm completely completely immersed in um, all things um, alternative and running my own little coaching business and meditation and uh, therapies down on Phillip Island. So that's it's been a bit of a journey, but eventually I got to the point where I now I'm pretty much 100% doing the things that I love and enjoy doing, which is exciting. Yeah, certainly exciting. And I love 
that you describe where how you've come to this through a journey to me it's more an adventure like being on cruise yeah. ships and then discovering who you are and what you love to do and then gradually doing that transition I suppose into yes this is what I really want to do it makes yeah. such a difference isn't it when you do what you actually think you've been called to do definitely I you know for a long time I thought that I wasn't ever going to get to the place of doing it for a hundred percent of the time but um the more that you commit to the things that you love the more that it kind of evolves and becomes you know a greater part of your life so and it's definitely been an adventure that's for sure that wasn't a straight path that was definitely a very curly you know up and down roller coaster type of path to get here so for sure yeah I love that so tell us more our theme is spirit animals so how did you get on that path yeah the spirit animals are interesting because I originally did my um I guess my first intuitive journey was with the um, angels so I did um, some study um to be an angel intuitive uh coach I guess and so I was working more with the angels and spending a lot of time talking to the archangels and doing work with clients on you know how to connect with their um guides and during that time I started to get messages that were from um animals as well and actually at the course the husband of the lady who was running the course actually came along and he did this really cool fire ceremony and he was a shaman. And so he was calling in the animal spirit guides. And I remember thinking at that time, you know, that that was fun and interesting, but I I wasn't as into that at the time. I was more interested in the angels and so that was where my focus was. But the more that you start tapping into any sort of higher vibrational energy the more that you're going to start to get messages from all over the place um departed loved ones start coming in on that um that same stream of of energy you know as soon as you open up and start um asking the questions whoever or or whatever wants to give you a message is going to come in um i've well liken it a bit to the great australian current you know when you open up the the energy and let the flow come in whoever wants to join that flow is just going to come on in and and join you so the animal spirit guide started to uh, make themselves known to me more by coming into my space and physically being around and doing interesting things which we'll talk about in a minute and they also started to be more around me in terms of you know, the cards, the oracle cards that I was drawn to were not just angel cards. There was animals and mermaids and um, unicorns and, you know, mythical creatures like dragons. You know, things started to come in that I was drawn to and I started to realise that there wasn't just one way of communicating with our guides. There's actually lots of different ways. Yeah, how awesome. Mm. I love that. So you've mentioned that the animal spirit guides, your angels and departed loved ones. Tell me a bit more, like if somebody doesn't really know about this, what's the difference between them? Mm, Yeah, so a departed loved one is someone who's crossed over to the other realm and they might be someone who's guiding you in terms of um, being a a protector, you know, an energy that you can tap into. And, you know, some people will say, oh, my grandma's my guide or, you know, my husband or my um, my wife, my 
my mum, whatever, might they might sort of feel like when they feel or sense or or tap into a certain energy that reminds them of that person, they they feel comforted and and guided by that energy. And that has a particular feeling to it. It usually feels like that actual person is in the room or in the space and or their favourite um, TV show will come on or their favourite song will come on the radio and you'll go, oh, that's mum's favourite song. And, you know, so there's a particular energy to that and you recognise straight away that that's mum or grandma or, or whatever. Um, angels, on the other hand, have a, a higher vibrational energy. They tend to, if you do feel them, um, or sense them, they tend to be above the head. And so you get that sort of sense of tingling on the top of your head. Um, and, and the vibrational kind of messages that come through tend to be quite high level guidance. Um, then they've never been human. And so they have this see things from a higher perspective kind of guidance. They're, they're very much coming from that place of, you know, let's look at this from a higher perspective and, and raise our energy up a little bit. Whereas our departed loved ones tend to be like, yeah, do this because, you know, they're coming from that. They've been in ego. They, they, they know how, how you are as a person and they might kind of guide you in the direction of the positive, but they also might support you in, you know, <laughs> not doing the most positive thing because, they love you and they just want you to feel good. And so there's a little bit of a difference between the, the guidance. And then animal spirit guides are really interesting because they come from the earth. So their energy tends to be below, below the waist. Um, even if they're a, a flying creature, the guidance tends to be um, more earth bound and, it's always related to get out in nature, go and do something that's, um, you know, helping the environment, look after your, your garden, um, spend time connecting with, you know, the plants and animals and creatures and water. They, they you know, they're very much active when we're on the beach and that sort of thing. So the animal spirit guides are, tend to be actually in person you know, you, you tend to bump into those more in person. You generally don't bump into an angel very often. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, whereas in per animals, you, you will potentially, depending on where you live in the world, you'll bump into more animals. And so they tend to give us more grounded energy. Not, that's not to say that they're not um, higher vibrational because they are, but there's a, a difference in the way they feel um, in terms of their messages. So that's how I would sort of, dis, dis, I don't know what the word is, <laughs> disintegrate, I was going to say then, <laughs> delineate between the yeah. three different things. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I have heard of like lots of different ones that people follow, you know, they might follow the angels or the spirit animals. And, and I've often heard that people have a particular spirit animal that they've actually is personified for them, like I suppose mm -hmm. it's their spirit animal. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's what um, some people refer to as a power animal or a totem. Uh, in some cultures, uh, you might have heard of a totem animal. It's more of a, an, a Native American um, word, but it, it basically refers to an animal that is connected to you from birth or even possibly through past lives as well, where they are with you all the time and you are very, very connected to that animal. Uh, sometimes it will be an animal that you 
um, actually have in in real real life. You might actually have a, you know, a pet of some sort that you so you know how those cat people can be. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be really attracted to a particular animal, and you can actually have it as a pet, which is amazing. Or, for example, I have always been attracted to and resonated with the energy of bear. And as a child, I had a teddy bear and, you know, lots of children have teddy bears, but there's a difference between having a teddy bear as, and it's one of the toys that you have and carrying that bear with you everywhere and then resonating with the energy of bear and collecting bears and kind of going into that space of bear is my friend and talking about bear as if they are your your bestest buddy you know um that's that's very different that's more of a power animal or a totem animal type of relationship that you that you've built and I know some people who you know can't you can't necessarily have a a giraffe or a bear or something like that as your pet but you might have pictures of that animal all over your house or just be really obsessed with whales like you know I really love whales as well but you know some people really have whales everywhere or dolphins or or wolves or you know what I mean like there'll be a there'll be an animal that even if you um are not an animal person per se you will have an energy attraction to a particular um animal Mm. yeah wow that is interesting isn't it because just Mm. a few things that came up for me then was I used to have my house you know heaps of tigers everywhere around with tigers But I've always been attracted to eagles as well. I don't know whether mm. you know, I'm not yep. with heights, but you know, I just love the eagle and just I could stand and watch them forever. You know, it's just yeah. and I just get this real feeling within me. So if I was to try and find out, or oh, what what is my totem animal or something, um, mm. how would you do that? Yeah, so there's a number of different um, meditation journeys that you can do. There's a few different people that I like to use their scripts and take people on little um, journeys and usually we go to what we call what they call the lower world so not the underworld that's Mm -hmm. that's a different (laughs) space Um, but the lower world is beneath the earth so to tap into your power animal or your totem animal you would go on a journey a meditation journey and that's um, something that I do with some people who are really interested in their their animal spirit guides and we go to the lower world and you do a bit of a journey and see whether or not which animals come to you and usually you'll find after a couple of times might not be the first time that you do that journey but after a couple of times there will be an animal or a couple of animals that will show themselves to you three times or more and that's another indication that that animal is potentially a power animal if you're doing that journey Um, if they come to you three times or more in ordinary life that's generally that animal is trying to give you a significant message so there's there's two different ways that you can get um, an animal spirit guide message one is if they show up three times or more in the short space of time Um, that could be on tv in person reading an article listening to someone in a cafe and they're talking about whales you know and you get that sense of like oh that's the third time I've heard something about whales this week that must be a message that I need to listen to and the other way that they show themselves to you is if they're 
doing something unusual. So you have a weird and very specific interaction with that animal that is unique to you and that animal. So it's not like you've seen them three times, but they just do something really weird in front of you or they come into your house or something like that. So uh, have you ever had anything like that happen? I don't know. I'm just trying to think back because, I mean, I have mm. such an affinity with animals that I I do mm. notice animals sort of pop up with me all the time, whether it's in my Facebook feeds or whether it's yep. in my general life or just walking out. I can always see an animal or something. So yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. interesting, but I've never probably taken the time to go, oh, is it mm. a message? So that's interesting that you say that because it, it would be something that maybe now I'm going to be more focused on is <laughs> when yes. things come and get presented to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of really interesting ones that I thought I'd share with you. One was um, I was riding my bike one day and I stopped to have a drink. And then as I got on back on the bike to ride again, this echidna ran out in front of my bike and stopped right in front of my bike. And, you know, echidnas are pretty, you know, hide in the you know they run away from you more than they run towards you so that was very weird and she sat there for ages and I was like you know you what are you doing I nearly ran over you on my bike and then she ran off into the bushes but it was a clear in the moment like literally stopped me in my tracks you know kind of a situation and so I went straight home and opened my animal spirit guide book um, from Stephen Farmer and had a bit of a read about that uh, about her message and the other book that I have is an Australian book by Scott Alexander King and he talks about the Australian animals specifically in his book so I read them both and they really clarified for me that I was hiding myself too much and putting my spikes up you know like um, being a bit too um, hermity in that moment Uh, so that was a really interesting reminder for me to go out and be more social instead of hiding myself away but it was also a little reminder to only spend time with people that are you don't feel like you need to be protected all the time that's Mm -hmm. that's an important one echidna always reminds us that to, to keep our distance in terms of, you know, manage your and preserve your, your energy, but don't hide yourself away completely and be a hermit and, um, you know, put up your spikes and, and not let anyone come near you. So that was an interesting interaction. Yeah. Specifically. I, yeah. I love that how you can get messages from it because it's just I'm thinking, you know, is the listeners are going, wow, what about this and what about that? So <laughs> what sort of benefits do you get if you know your spirit animal or you take notice of what animals are crossing your path? Yeah, the, when that's two good questions. Um, <laughs> the, um, the benefits, I guess, of knowing, um, getting to know your personal spirit animal, your, your power animal, is that it usually indicates a key area or who you are as a person. So the energy of that animal so bear for example being one of my power animals it was an important one for me to know about you know using that cave you know the way that bears go into their cave and and understanding that sometimes I do go into my cave and kind of um, keep myself safe whereas um, and bear is also quite a strong and powerful uh, energy that I needed to kind of step more into and be a bit more confident in the way that I was presenting myself to the world because as a younger person I was not confident at all, quite um, shy in fact. And so Bear was helped me to, to gain confidence and to know that 
that bear that bear energy was with me if I was feeling um, scared. Mm. And then in terms of messages, like if you run into um, a you know two or three crows or echidna jumping in there doesn't mean that she's my totem animal or my power animal she just was there in that moment to give me a very specific message about what I was thinking and feeling and doing in that moment and it was helpful for me to be reminded oh yeah I am being a bit you know reclusive at the moment I need to get myself out there a bit more and so there's a difference between an animal spirit guide message and an animal that is your power animal Mm. Mm. that's a great distinction I'm glad we sort of talked about that because I've only ever heard about having you know the one animal like your totem animal and that's it I hadn't really heard about you can get messages from the other one so I think it's yeah. a great distinction thank you for doing that because yeah. I'm sure the listeners have piqued their interest just like <laughs> I have so I suppose um if somebody was really interested in getting in knowing more about their animal spirit guides do you have like a course or something that they can do or do you do one-on-one sessions how would you do that Mm, yeah, I do actually. I've um, for a number of years I've been doing a a six week course, an in person course um, down here on Phillip Island, and then over the last two years, with everything that's been going on, people have been asking for the course, um, but not able to come in person, and so I've been translating or putting it all onto an online platform so now it's very exciting I can actually offer that as a one-on-one coaching program and uh, so officially the animal spirit guide and mystical realms course is ready for um, uh, people to use anywhere in the world which is amazing so we can go through the six sessions and there's um, meditations, journeys to discover your power animal, connecting with and journeying with the unicorns, the mermaids, the dragons, um, and they're, they're very specific um, mystical creatures as well, not just the in-person alive ones. Mm. And then I also included the, the fairies and the elementals because they're very connected to the animal spirit guides. And I included an earth angel realm section about what you might have been in a past life if you weren't human. So you might have been uh, an animal or a star person or perhaps an incarnated angel or an incarnated fairy. So I threw that one in there as just a little bit of a have you ever thought about this uh, as the sixth session because people were asking me about that as well and that can sort of lead into a bit more of a discussion about past lives and and then there's more and you know <laughs> we can do so much more I just can't believe so that much. you did that six-week course on that that, that is awesome mm. well Pip, thank you so much for talking about this because it's really something that I'm interested in and I'm sure the listeners are as well where's yeah. the best place for them to go to find out about the course or just find out more about what you do yeah sure so my website is pipcoleman.com and the information about the course is in the store on the website. So you can go to the backslash store section and read about the course. And all that's the one-on-one coaching program that is completely you and me for six weeks, which is amazing. And you get to do all those meditations and there's a few bonus things in there as well, freebies. And uh, then my Facebook page is Pip Coleman Author Coach. So yeah love to connect with anyone who's excited about animal spirit guides that would be amazing love it well thank you so much
No worries. Thanks for having me. Igniter's Pip's passion is so infectious. How interesting and worthwhile to learn about your totem spirit animal, as well as the messages we can receive from animals. If you want to know more, go to pipcoleman.com. For more about a bucket list life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.